Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat, filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley here on a Tuesday. Ryan and I also will be with you tomorrow. Nick and Ken return on Thursday. You can listen to us on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM. 205 as well. We will be on twitch.tv slash betql and YouTube. Uh, if you search Odyssey Sports, you can find us there as well. We're with you until 7 o'clock Eastern time. We'll join you on Stadium at the top of next hour. So make sure you go to watchstadium.com. You can check us there as well. Ryan, we've talked some football so far. We've looked ahead to college football for next season. Talked about some teams we like in the futures market. Talked about the Mike Vrabel yeah. news today. Uh, we're getting ready to talk some NBA in a little bit, but I do want to keep talking about Vrabel for uh, just one more second more because I think you bring up some good points about like how the draft picks for some of these teams are going to dictate a lot. Yeah. Do, do you think Carolina is the worst job on the board just because of the owner, because of Tepper? You do have Bryce Young, and he did go number one for a reason. I mean, you know, there is something there potentially. We know Carolina needs a lot of work. They are awful. They got shut out in their final two games of the season. Yeah. But it's like, man, you can't overcome bad ownership. So is there a chance that they get like a proven winner in this league, or are they just going to have to take a shot on some guy who would be thrilled to be a head coach and just hope they strike gold? All right, really quick, before I even answer the question, so I have a take, and I've had this take really since the national title game, that Trevor Lawrence is overrated. Completely agree. You remember his rookie year with Urban Meyer, like everybody was ready to write him off, and then year two under Doug, especially the second half of the season, he looked like the best quarterback in the AFC. Jared Goff was the same way, remember with Fisher? Yes. And then McVay comes in. Yeah, they had a terrible offensive line, and then, right, like McVay comes in, they get a run game. So I, I still think that there's some good with Bryce Young. Like, go back to the Green Bay game, and I know that's against Joe Barry in that defense, but he throws for over 300 yards. He looked pretty good. They don't have the best weapons. Like, Adam Thielen's your number one wide receiver. Right. So with the right play caller like a Ben Johnson, I think I still think that he could be pretty damn good. And then you look at the rest of the division. Tampa won the division this year with Todd Bowles as their head coach and Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. I know. I bought in on Atlanta. I played over seven and a half wins. I played them plus 250 or whatever it was to make the playoffs, but because of their head coach, who's now been fired, um, and their refusal to give the ball to their best players for whatever reason, they weren't able to do so. So maybe they could be a team that's scary for the next couple of years. But I, I don't think Carolina's a bad job just because it's that division, it's the NFC, and you're getting a quarterback that's only a year in the league. So like he's not completely broken. There's some bad stuff. He's picked up some bad habits, but I think they're fixable. He's a little... He's small. That's the only issue with him. You know, you're going to have to rebuild that offensive line. That was supposed to be one of their strengths coming into the season. Yeah. And he was under pressure all year long. And you have a decent defense. I don't think it's a terrible job, but I'd much rather have the Chargers job. I'd much rather have the Bears job because you have the number one overall pick. You could get Caleb. You could get Drake May. I'd rather have the Commanders job. Commanders, that might be the best job right now because you have the number two pick. And if Drake May does go number one, it's kind of like, um, you know, the year where it's like in the NBA kind of like we're the number one guy like Drake, um, Caleb Williams. I think he's going to be awesome. I don't understand like the Mahomes comps and stuff. I think you have to take him at number one though. I think he's like the safe pick, but I think Drake may might end up being the better pro. So if you have the number two pick, like you, you don't have to think about it. You just take Drake may. So I, I almost think that that might be a better job too. So I don't think Carolina is like the, the worst job ever, but I would go Chicago. I would definitely want the chargers job. 
I would want the commander's job. Yeah. Even before the Carolina job, I think. You know, I agree with you that I think you almost have to take Caleb Williams one yeah. just because this year's draft kind of reminds me a lot of John Morant and Zion Williamson when they came out the same year. Zion Williamson was just, I mean, everything that came with him, right? Like you you could not not take him one. Yeah. Like he was just so big, right? Yeah. He was I mean, people that didn't even watch college basketball knew about Zion Williamson. So, even though I was like John Morant might turn out to be better than Zion. Like, you have to take Zion one. It's kind of the same way with Caleb Williams and Drake May, where we've been hearing about Caleb for so long, and he has already been appointed as, like, the next great thing, that even if you think Drake's better, I think you have to go with Caleb one, because if he turns out to be what some people say he might be, like, you'll just... Especially the Bears, right? Who have already passed on Mahomes, who traded up for Trubisky, who already decided to stick with Fields last year when they were in the same position. I think you have to go quarterback. Like they just, they have to do that. I'm surprised they're bringing back Eberflus too. It was impressive the way the Bears looked the second half of the season. The defense, especially. If they played that way throughout the entire year, like they could have been a playoff team. Yeah. But like, I don't think they're ever going to win a Super Bowl under Eberflus. Yeah. So. I uh, I think they got to be in the head coach market. I think they got to get Caleb Williams. I love the uh, Jaw Zion comp. That's where I was going either that or the year um, when I was on the radio in Milwaukee and it was Jabari and Andrew Wiggins. And I was like, I like Embiid. I was like, man, I'd rather have the third pick. <laughs> yeah. And that ended up working out. I mean, but there was the issues with his back going into the draft. But with Chicago, see, here's the thing. Like, I love Justin Fields. If I'm an Atlanta fan, like, I want Justin Fields with all that speed. You don't know who the play caller is going to be, oh, but I yeah. still think that Justin Fields could go elsewhere. My, my issue, though, like, if you're Chicago is. Ryan Poles didn't draft Justin Fields. That was Ryan Pace. And then you go back to, like you said, I mean, you passed on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson for Mitchell Trubisky. Um, That didn't work out. Yeah. So if you're Ryan Poles, like, I like Justin Fields a lot, but he hasn't proven that he could win games. And it's not all on him. Like, go go back and watch the Green Bay game. He had no time. Um, Although I do think some of those sacks are on Justin Fields. He hasn't had the best weapons. I do like the defense now for Chicago, and they still have a bunch of money to spend. They're going to have two top 10 picks. But I just think that the safer way to go, if you're Ryan Poles, unless you want to be bagging groceries wherever like Ryan Pace is at right now, is you almost have to get your guy. You have to get your quarterback. And I would go Caleb Williams or Drake May, whichever guy you like, and um, move on from Justin Fields. The question is, though, like, what do you get from Justin Fields? Like, If you're Atlanta, do you really want to give up a second or a third round pick even for Justin Fields when you could just take maybe... Like, you could get Jaden Daniels. I don't know how, how he's going to go in this draft. I love Jaden Daniels, though. I know he's got to put on some weight, some muscle, but he's like a more accurate Lamar Jackson. I know. I like a lot of quarterbacks in this in this class. So why would, you know what I mean? Like, with Justin Fields, you don't have time to evaluate him. All you have is the Chicago tape, and you have to pay him, too. Yeah. You could get a quarterback on the cheap. That's right. where that like that's where that comes into play. So I don't know if it's like, yeah. yeah. Oh. But I, I think if you're Chicago, you have to get your quarterback. No, I completely agree with you. Uh, over to the NBA now, where we were just talking about John Morant, Zion Williamson. John yeah. Morant uh, did tear his labrum in his shoulder yesterday, Ryan, which is unfortunate. He's going to be out for the season, which just sucks because when he came back, Memphis was playing awesome. Yeah. Like. They they were getting themselves in position to maybe make the play-in tournament. They're four and a half games back of the Lakers for that final spot. We know they were terrible the first 25 games of the season when Ja was out. He comes back. They're playing great. Well, now he's he's done again. So, I mean, we just pretty much stick a fork in Memphis at this point, right? Yeah. Do they Are they like sellers at the deadline? Like, do they look to move 
anybody in your eyes. I know they traded for Marcus Smart this offseason. Bain's really good. Jaron Jackson Jr. Like, they have some pieces. Do you think they keep it together and say, you know what, we just, it was a tough season. Morant got suspended. He got hurt. It is what it is. We'll regroup next year. Do you think they look to move some guys? I think they should. I mean, like, if they can move anybody, but who do you move? That's the problem. Like, I really liked Memphis two years ago. They look like that up-and-coming team. I mean, they could have had the one seed in the West. We all love Ja. The Steven Adams injury coming into this season was huge. Mm-hmm. You know, you really needed Steven Adams and uh, Brandon Clark as well, who you lost late last season. So you lose two bigs before the season even begins. And the other issue I have with Memphis, like they need a wing. They need in the I, I feel like in the NBA, and this goes back to like me being a Bulls fan the year that Derrick Rose was the youngest MVP and Tibbs took over. Like, it was a great year, and the playoffs were fun until you got to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then it was the fourth quarter of these games, and LeBron James, the wing defender, you know, at 6'9", was like, all right, I'm just going to shut down your best player, which was Derrick Rose, and then you got, like, Luol Deng and Keith Bogans and Carlos Boozer trying to win you games. So the issue with Memphis for me is I like Ja. I just don't know that he'll ever be, like, the best player on a championship team because he's small and he struggles to stay healthy. And then, like, who else is there? I like Jaron Jackson, but he's always in foul trouble. Steven Adams is out for the year. I like Desmond Bain, but I don't think he's ever going to be, like, a 26, 27-point-per-game guy on a good team. Yeah. So, like, if you could move some things around to get somebody, but I don't think there's anybody out there. And, th- and then what do you do? Like, do you tank this season? You're 13-23, and 23, and this isn't a great, like, loaded draft. I don't think that there's – I mean, you're definitely not getting a Wemby. I don't think you're going to get, like, a Brandon Miller-type player, maybe a Brandon Miller-type player. So I think they're kind of in basketball hell right now, almost. Yeah, they they kind of especially in the are. West. Like, look at all these up and coming teams. OKC's not going anywhere nope. anytime soon. Minnesota. If the Pelicans, like, if Zion ever stayed motivated, I think <laughs> right. that they could be a scary team. I know Minnesota's yeah. got something going. Sacramento, um, you know, Houston's got some pieces. So we'll see. It's uh, it's interesting. It's unfortunate. What about Tyrese Halliburton? He also got hurt in the game last night against the Celtics. They're calling it a hamstring strain. He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. So what's crazy about the Eastern Conference right now, Ryan, there are five teams who are 21 and 15 right now. Yeah. So from four to eight in the standings, you have the Heat, Magic, Pacers, Cavs, and Knicks all with the same record. And, I mean, who knows how long you're going to be without your best player in Halliburton. Um, if you're betting the Pacers, like, would you look at a price for them to miss the postseason? You know, is that something that might interest you? Because they stink on defense. Yeah. And the reason they win games is because of their offense. And now they're losing their best player, who means so much to them on that side of the floor. I don't know if I would do that right now just because it's only, you know, they're going to reevaluate him, obviously. But if he's able to come back, I, I think that they might be able to make do in the East, you know, and just kind of like stay around like 500, a couple games below 500 and still sneak into the playoffs. Because I don't love the East. Like, I texted this to Rick, actually. And I know Rick Camp's going to join us later on in the show. Yeah. He's like, hey, what do you think you want to talk about? And I was like, the East, because I've kind of talked myself into Philadelphia. Because the Bucs don't play any defense. They got blown out last night by the Jazz. Everybody's like overreacting to that. I think they'll probably be fine in the playoffs, but mm. I don't fully trust them. I've done it with Boston the last two years. I'm not going to do it a third straight season. And I love Embiid. Um, I love Tyrese Maxey. You know, Tobias is playing all right. I like the Nick, Mer- uh, Nick Nurse coaching hire, obviously. But like with the Pacers and the Knicks, those were the two teams I had circled as maybe like sneaky teams. I love the OG Ananobi pickup, obviously, for the Knicks. Yeah. But the Pacers, I can't do it just because they don't play a whole lot of defense. But I think they could still be a playoff team just because they have talent. Like maybe Benedict Matherin takes on a bigger role now. But I, losing Maxi, it's hard to take him serious. And they, and they should have been, like, that's a team you probably should have took serious. They're, what, 4-1 and one against the Bucks this season? Yeah. I'm going to miss betting the Halliburton assist props. His assist-to-turnover ratio is crazy. Every time you look at the box score, it's like 22 assists, no turnovers. You just don't see that anymore in today's NBA. 
So it's a big loss, but I still think they could get in. But man, I, I thought that was a team that maybe was going to be able to win a playoff series. I don't know about that anymore now. I did too, because Indiana, like you said, what I love about them is they play the top teams in the East tough, right? They beat yeah. Boston in that in-season tournament. You mentioned their rec- record against Milwaukee. I know it's the regular season, but they had no fear going up against those top teams. The Halliburton loss is a big blow. As Ryan mentioned, Rick Camp will join us later on in the show. He's coming up hour three. Kevin Sweeney will join us next hour to talk some college hoops. But we're going to get into NFL Wild Card Weekend. We're going to look at the Saturday games. Texans, Browns, Chiefs, and Dolphins. Hour two, you better you bet. Coming up next, we're going to be over on Stadium if you want to join us there as well. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.